Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We made it, SP3. We made it, brother, brother. We are here, Wrestling Daily First, that makes it like 11. First birthday. Thank you so much, everyone that supported us over this past year. And viewers, new and old, we appreciate you greatly, man. And wow, what a thrill it is to make it to our first birthday here on the Wrestling Daily YouTube channel. I am Alex McCarthy, of course, of Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily. And beside me is my ever so slightly tanned brother, SP3. How are you, my man? Happy birthday to you. To you. Happy birthday to you. To you. Remix. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy birthday to you. Yes, it is Wrestling Daily birthday, one year anniversary. I'm so happy to be here on the one year edition. It's been so many songs, so much news we, we've gotten to talk about in the one year. So many Louis bad takes, so many just hot takes, so many sat mm. somewhere in the middle hot uh, takes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all been great and of course we owe it all to the irish chief my brother from an irish mother irish whip himself <laughs> alex mccarthy you've made it all possible i'm glad to be a little part of it and all of you are the biggest part of it all the good eggs in the, the live chat eggs. yeah you have made it possible from our early days on wrestle 2 you remember that you remember that i dude? remember that Yes. The former alias of Wrestle Talk Podcast do, to all the way to here, the former home of Wrestle Talk interviews. Now Wrestling Daily, we made it all possible. Uh, you know, shout outs to the Mod Mother, all the mods that have been great, all the elite good eggs, Louie, the the one of the OG hosts. Boo! <laughs> Boo that kid! Boo! Boo that man! Put the gif up. <laughs> 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 but yes, it's it's been a great one year, and I am so happy to be here on the birthday. Listen, I'm I'm slightly upset that in amongst your birthday compilation or you know mix that we we didn't get like Michael Jackson Simpsons daily. It's your birthday, happy birthday <laughs> daily. <laughs> what an episode! What an episode! Um. Thank and you. we got, we got, we got. I got a Pepper Pig book here too. So, Ouch, so we're bringing back all, all the, all the, all the little, the, the little running gags that we've had. Oh, the greatest, <laughs> the greatest heel in the business today. That calls. Heel. Oh, I was about to do my Scott Steiner, but it's not working. I'm furious. Why is this fire truck not working? Crap! It doesn't work at the bottom. My missus is telling me. Oh, I also have a... Scott Steiner's here. 
and and Bear Country is here. Bear Country Bear is God. here. We got That's everybody. Nice. We got everybody here with us today. This is a That's celebration. Nice. Yeah, I ain't got much else. A, a Yankee candle? I don't know. Anyway, um, thank you very much to everyone who has been a part of this for the past year. It means the world to us to watch this grow from nothing to now we're sort of approaching 13,000 subscribers. Very, very grateful for all of your custom. Uh, I see a couple of comments in the chat that I'll get to. And guys, we welcome all of your comments and questions today, of course, because it is a celebration for all of us from the host to the good eggs. And uh, JPS Pet Nation says, who's your favorite guest then, Alex? Oh, my word. Ooh, you, know what? I, you know what? I was thinking about this earlier where, um, man, we've had a litany of great guests, right? So, like, everything we've done this month for Black History Month here in the UK, I've been so proud of the people we've got on this show. Um, <laughs> MJF, I think, is the runaway winner, probably, um, just for the abuse that ran down uh, for my pube chin that never recovered. And, um, yeah, Louis hasn't been seen since, pretty much. We had um, Big Dick Dougley. Yes, big, big, big Dick Dangly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's a daily boy. He knows. Um, so yeah, I mean that they, they were some cool guests to have, but you know, like Robbie Fox was great. S, um, Sean Ross Sapp, of course, Denise Salcedo, uh, John Alba recently. Um, like it's a long list for real of uh, of people that have been on the show. Like I can't even think of everyone to hand. Of course, even the Almighty. Ollie Davis and people like that that I have to thank later on for sure. Pete Quinnell, who played an Chrissy, amazing Chrissy role. Chrissy Love for that Tessa promo. She, she for sure. <laughs> Chrissy Love, yeah. Yeah, the True Heat gang were great, full stop. Um, and, I, and I was proud to shine a spotlight on on the British guys too, man. Gary Cassidy came came through. Matty Paddock, uh, Alistair McGeorge. Of course, uh, the one and only Steph in the house as well like i know she's a co-host but i'm just saying the british scene yes. um but that makes me the proudest you know like the the co-hosts that we've had here uh, i've said this story a few times so i won't go into too much detail but like they basically said to me when they were starting the show that they wanted it to be me and louie and i was like mm, that, like yes fine but there needs to be some more diversity on this channel um, there's no women really. Uh, the, Denise has come around now and she does the Friday show, but she didn't at yeah. the time. And um, and there was no people of color either on on the show. So uh, on the channel, sorry. Uh, and I'd already I'd already said to SB3, I was like, mm, one day we're going to do something, uh, and it just came sooner than we thought, man. So there was that, and then making sure that Steph got involved, and I feel great. And the sat getting involved now, honestly, it's like the perfect quadruple. So very very. Happy with that. We will get back to celebration shortly. But for those of you that come for the news, let us dive into it right about now. Because SB3, I spoke to Chris Jericho this week, as you may have seen. Yes. I, I've been so seeing people shout you out saying you're 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 the you're the best interviewer in the biz today. So I, oh. I love it. I love it. I love it. Let's hear what Mr. Jericho had to say to the tri the uh our tribal chief, the Irish chief. Amen. It's about time. Like, wait, I want the fruits of my life. No, I'm only joking. Um, no, with uh, <laughs> Chris Jericho, um, so there's two articles come out today. I'm going to put the other one out after this show where he talks about retirement tours or lack of one and, and AW coming to the UK. But I, I was always curious, right? Like Vincent Mann, 
slammed Kevin Owens. He didn't slam him, but Kevin Owens asked him if he was happy with the match at WrestleMania 33, and he got an emphatic no. Kevin Owens was like, no? And he was like, no. Um, which I always thought was like, oh, wow. Well. Um, and and, I, and I, I always thought, like, well, did Vince say to Chris Jericho as well, like, that wasn't good enough? Like, um, what feedback did he get? Yeah. from from the match and then just what he went into here was fascinating to me he says he, he told kevin it was the worst match in wrestlemania history which is laughable uh, i never heard anything about that when i came through vince went <sighs> kevin kevin owens must be saying again <laughs> if you if you see the the latest dark side of the ring it's like luna and sable after wrestlemania 14 luna thought she's gonna come back to all cheers and stuff they have they had flowers and clapping for sable instead like it's like what what i wasn't out there too <laughs> yeah man it's wild that they would have such disparity there but anyway he goes on to say uh, so I think he was on Kevin's case at the time. I think he was going through a phase where he thought maybe Kevin had some extra weight that he wanted him to lose or he wasn't happy with his work as a heel. Before I go on there, it's worth mentioning, right, that this is Kevin Owens just coming out of his inaugural and thus far and likely to be only world title run in WWE. Um, I thought he'd had great work as opposite Chris Jericho, but alas, apparently Vince felt different. Uh, Kevin is a very unique performer in that he's amazing and he's a bigger guy. Who cares? Like, it doesn't affect his work at all. Uh, Mick Foley was a bigger guy. Vader was a bigger guy. Bam, bam. Bigelow was a bigger guy. They're still great performers. And Kevin is one of those. For whatever reason, Vince goes through phases where you just get stuck in his craw and he gets pissed off at anything that you do. And maybe that was one of his reasons. But yeah, the worst match in WrestleMania history. I was like, have you not seen Giant Gonzalez and The Undertaker? <laughs> um, which is a good point. Jericho does go on to say that he was actually pleased with the match and the follow-up that they had at the pay-per-view. Uh, and then he was annoyed that it got bumped to second on the card from the world title main event slot it originally was intended for. He said, I just knew it was time for me to go. Little did I know I'd be gone forever, seemingly. But that's how it goes. Interesting comments, SP3, all the way around there from inside the match. Even even just the wording at the end, like he, you know, where he went, Oh, I was gone forever, seemingly. Um, it, just the way he worded a lot of his answer, I thought was interesting. But this is great because you now that he's an AW, he, he doesn't, you know what I mean? He's got no reason to to hide anything. We all know the rumors about Kevin Owens and his contract coming up in January, those that believe. He'll be AEW bound. I mean, Chris didn't speak on any of that, nor did I ask him. But I think it's interesting that he he thinks that Vince McMahon has had issues with Kevin Owens' presentation down the years, which many of us would say makes him unique. Yeah, and then you know you brought up a couple of really good examples of guys in the past that are like Kevin Owens, who you know are really good in the ring, are really good personality or look to them, but they're bigger set guys. But look at their career paths in the WWF and WWE. Like Vader was a monster heel, the biggest heel in WCW. He comes to WWE, he has a great six month run, 
and then he runs into Shawn Michaels mm. and he's eaten away. And then about a year and a half later, he's saying that he's a fat piece of crap uh, on national TV. <laughs> then you you got Bam Bam Bigelow, who in ECW, he's the ECW champion. He's television champion and one of the best feuds, in my opinion, in ECW history against Taz. In WCW, he came in, he, he, he got right to the top uh, when he comes in later in the Attitude Era when he uh, has a feud with Goldberg initially. He He's one of the reasons why Goldberg loses for the first time because he gets involved in that match. But in WWE, the biggest opportunity he got was to be in the ring with LT, Lawrence Taylor, at WrestleMania 11. Like, that's Nine it. That's main the main, event. He, he made a bet in WrestleMania, so he can always he can always hang his cap on that. But that's his biggest opportunity. He never got really opportunities at the WWF title, the WWE title on a main stage on a big platform. Uh, he was he was one of the sole survivors on a team with Hulk Hogan at the original Survivor Series. He was yeah. last eliminated by Andre the Giant, but they just always kept him underneath a glass ceiling. And I feel like you know Kevin Owens, he kind of he kind of was in a situation where he was like the best option at the time when he became universal champion, because they didn't, they didn't plan on giving him that because, you know, uh, the, the original plan was Finn Balor to be the universal champion, but Kevin Owens, you know, came in at a time when they went to the bill to Seth Rollins being a babyface and built to his match with triple H. He was a good place over and he overachieved with the, with the universal championship because him and Chris Jericho had the best act, the best, best feud the best story like i i i don't understand why he has this thing against him but it's something that has been a key thing that vince has had four years of guys that look like kevin owens it's been evident let we can say that i only wanted to interject and say do you want to run down who the four men were in that where kevin owens became champion I, I I'm I I'm probably gonna miss out on one because I, I know it was Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins Big Cass, and was it was it Roman? It was Roman. It okay. was Roman. Yeah, yeah. But... The Triple H gives Roman the the pedigree on, on mm-hmm. like the outside. That's how he's eliminated, and then he looks like he's going to help uh, Seth Rollins win, and then he pedigrees him. But I, I only bring that up for this point. You know, you said that they didn't have much choice, and they really didn't because if Seth was going in the in the direction with Triple H, I mean, you could have had the title in there, but it, it wasn't necessary. And Roman, already people were like, no, don't put it on Roman. Um, like, you know what I mean? He, that was at maybe, I don't want to say the apex of the Roman hatred, but it was certainly like picking up real steam. Um, and I had to go, and, I, I believe it's that year he pivots into the IC title. No, he pivots to the U.S. title. That's after this. That's, after that's the, what I meant. Sorry. After the Fatal yeah. Four Way, he has this feud with Rusev, where he beats him for the U.S. Championship. Yeah, that's what I meant. Into the into the mid card title. Anyway, um, and then of course Big Cass. I mean W. Morrissey now, but uh, that he was clearly just in that match as like a rub, really, rather than he was ever going to win it. So yeah, I mean, I think many of us think it's criminal that Kevin Owens has only had one title reign in WWE which now is four years ago that it ended. Five years ago in earnest that he was in the reign, which would be right now. He was champion five years ago now. But it ends, of course, at the second pay-per-view in 2017 because they need Goldberg. They need Goldberg to be the champion to face Brock Lesnar. Couldn't have possibly have done 
Goldberg and Lesnar without the title, apparently. Despite and, and, and it's not like they did it before 16, yeah. 13 years earlier, where they said Goldberg and Brock don't need the title. Let's put it on mm. Eddie Guerrero. But then- and that's in that's in Brock's book, by the way, where he says that's exactly what Vince said. And 13 years later, Vince is like, you know what? Uh, the only thing that could have possibly been wrong with that match in 2004 was that there was no title on the line. Uh, and to be fair, it was marketably better, their match at 33. But still, uh, nonetheless, it, it I don't think it was worth damaging Owens and Jericho. Um, but they did. As they continue to do time and time again, WWE, um, they picked those stars of yesteryear. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. But anyway, I think it's very interesting that Jericho brings up the point about Vince's outlook on Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens must be thinking, I'm never going to be Vince's main guy. I'm never going to be the tippy top guy, or maybe even the guy, as in a world champion, again. And if his booking over the past few months are any indications, I think he's probably already said he isn't resigning. That's my personal opinion. I could be wrong. I'm open to be proven wrong. But I would, not going to lay Louis money on it, but uh, if someone asked me today, like, where would I lay all my eggs? I would say in the AEW basket for Kevin Steen, SP3. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if someone put me on the spot and sell me, put money on where I think Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens is going to end up. I'm saying AEW because we have a template now from Brian Danielson, who's someone that WWE wanted to keep, who they offered big money contracts to, and he himself said that AEW's contract, he didn't say it was more, he didn't say it was less, he said it was comparable. So if they are if they're uh, offering about the same money as WWE, then it's other it's other you know choices that come down to it, other factors that you have to you have to put into this. Where if the money is the same, is Kevin Owens going to choose WWE over AEW because they offer him about a hundred thousand more? No, he's going to think about creative, being around his friends that he hasn't been around for years, like the Young Bucks and a guy like Adam Cole, who he wanted to go back to NXT to do to do stuff with. Yeah, they're they are they are so tight. Though all all those guys are very tight with each other. He's very good friends with with Brian Danielson as well. So these are all factors that he's gonna look at. He's gonna factor in, and he's gonna make the right decision for him and his future. If WWE sees him at a certain level, and I'm not saying that he's one of like 
the guys that have been underutilized are going to be underutilized for years. Like someone like a Chad Gable, who I feel if he oh resigns, that's just a horrible decision. Ricochet, I'm still baffled by his decision to sign a new contract with them as well. But he's not one of those guys because they at least give him the opportunity to have his own voice and to, you know, improvise with his promos where he's not given a script that he just mm. has to follow. He gets, he gets. He gets top views. He had Roman, you know, big, big views of Roman. He, he's a player. It's just, is yeah. he the player? Right? Exactly. Is he one of the key players? Because he's not Roman and no one is Roman right now. But I wouldn't even say he's on the same level as a Seth Mm-mm. Rollins. He's not nope. on the level of a Seth Rollins or a Drew McIntyre or a Bobby Lashley. He's not even Big E, someone who was below him before. I think Big E is higher now because he's WWE champion. He's introducing Tyson Fury and uh, and Dante Wilder at, at the boxing event. Like, he's on a higher level than him. All of the New Day, pretty much, is on a higher level than him. And that's got to gotta eat at the crawl of Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen. And he's got to be like, man, do I want to stay with this right now? Where they are seeming more like what they always hated more than ever mm. and i've said this for a few years they have gone more and more to the wcw route and i'm not talking about the horrible booking that everybody mostly thinks about when you say wcw of 1999-2000 i'm talking about wcw in their prime when they were on top 1997-1998 the reason why it started to go downhill in 1998 is they relied too much on nostalgia they kept yeah. putting the nostalgia out there they kept putting hogan and piper and flair and staying to the forefront Goldberg came through, but he was a once in a million type of thing, but they kept relying on nostalgia and that's what WWE is doing. WWE is getting too arrogant and thinking that AEW can never beat them and that might be their detriment. In, in the, I'm not going to dive too deep into this because I could, but at the height of the Attitude Era, that was the charm of WWE. that They had like a revolving door of created stars. Steve Austin from 96, bang, huge into the main event. You've got Mick Foley um, kind of coming through. I mean, he was in there in 96, but I would say 97, 98, still he, you yeah. know, really found found his legs, okay? you got The Rock in 98, really gets hot, like really hot. Yeah. I know The Nation towards the end of the year, super hot. Triple H as well is coming through at the right time. They had like, and then Kurt Angle comes at the end of 99 to into 2000, Chris Jericho. Like there was just, they kept getting fresh and fresh and fresh and those matchups and they could afford to have Rock and Austin circling each other. Right until they needed to really put them together, um, the Rock and Triple H faced each other like a million times, but it didn't feel like it. It they they were so good at cultivating talent for that main event scene that at one time I would say they had a legitimate like eight main eventers when you put like Kane yeah. Undertaker in there with the names that I just mentioned, and I'm sure there's more that I'm missing. You know, even like Ken, they could even afford to lose Ken Shamrock, who was on the rise in '99. Yeah, WWE, WWE had built people in such a way in that period where they just don't know how to do that today. Like uh, it it seems sometimes with the first time world champions these days, that's like the fling with it, but then back and you go, you're back like like Kevin Owens, you're back into the shuffle. And then there's kind of like the three or four players who the stories they really care about. And I, I, it's apples and oranges because I'm not saying that they've got a rock or a triple H or a Kurt Angle, you know, just sitting there in the pack waiting to be unleashed. But at the same time, there is definite talent on this roster. If given the chance could really flourish and thrive, <sighs> but that's a moan for another day. Remember guys, wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily on this birthday edition 
of Wrestling Daily. You can have your say. Show us some love. Support the channel. We appreciate you greatly. Make sure you come and get involved. Uh, I will get to some of those in a minute. But talking of people who might switch AEW uh, or to AEW, Carmelo Hayes, apparently SB3, opted against joining them to go to NXT. What do we know about that? Yeah, it was in an interview with uh, Daily DDT that uh, Carmelo A's uh, actually like dropped a kind of a surprise to a lot of people because, you know, like we just said, a bunch of the names that uh, of guys that have recently went from WWE to AEW, like Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, Ruby Soho, who was released and then comes to WWE. He said in his uh, interview with Daily DDT, he said, I thought... Uh, he thought that would be my route talking about going to WWE. So I was totally okay doing that. Uh, he was talking about more like going like for a tryout and anything, but then he says, I had a change of heart and thought, you know what? I'm going top two and it's either WWE or somewhere else. <laughs> I wonder where <laughs> those yeah. are. He said, those are my two that I'm going for. That's all it's going to be. And I'm going to get there somehow, some way. I had both opportunities right around the same time, and I chose WWE to come here. So if we know what the somewhere else is because the top two right now is WWE and AEW, and it wouldn't make sense because he is kind of one of those guys who have most of them kind of have made the choice to go to AEW because I feel like Carmelo Hayes was right in that in the conversation with the uh, Daniel Garcia, the Lee Moriarty's, yes. the Willa Yudas of these this next class of independent stars who were on the rise and were going to get signed up by one of the two companies. So it, he's kind of the only one who made that him him and probably the the Rascals, aka uh, MSK, are probably the the most major names that made the choice to go to WWE instead of AEW and had the choice to go to either or. And I think it was a, a wise decision from how they've been booking him on NXT. He started off the show this week. He seems like he's going to be in a feud with Johnny Gargano and having a match with Johnny Gargano at a takeover is Good a guarantee for success. I mean, he does have an albatross by the name of Trick Williams by his side. But to be fair, Trick Williams is no madcap moss. So he's not that bad. (laughs) But but he's in a good position right now. He's in a major feud. He's promoting himself as the leader of the new school. So he's kind of one of the leaders of 2.0. For all the things I say, I can say bad about NXT 2.0. He is one of the major positives and highlights right now. Yeah, I think Carmelo Hayes, if he's looking at his position... Uh, he'll be thinking, yeah, I feel good about where I am on the show, as he should. You know, uh, uh, lots of people in WWE have talked to me privately about how high they are on Carmelo Hayes, um, either their own personal opinions or what they perceive to be the vibe around the company. They definitely have plans for him. I remember Adam Cole told me um, that he, he looks at him and Isaiah Swerve Scott and Joe Gacy. like They were like the three guys he looked at and he was like, you know what, they could be really big players like pillars in NXT or, you know, they, they could build the brand around. Um, of course, uh, Carmelo Hayes was able to slap the taste out of Adam Cole's mouth on his debut, but Adam Cole is no more. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't doubt that. It's like, you know, uh, I was saying yesterday about Louis, uh, Louis's report on Montez Ford. You know, duh. Obviously, Montez Ford is going to be a big deal, but um, same here. Like, there's, yeah, me, me sitting here saying, oh, you know what? People like Carmelo Hayes. Right. I mean, the guy is definitely going places and he's got a lot about him. 
I did see a question in the chat that I wanted to tackle. Uh, JPS Pet Nation back again saying, do you think if WWE had a working relationship with New Japan, it would have helped keep DB, uh, Brian Danielson? Or do you think he just wanted a new challenge? I think he would have gone regardless, personally, um, especially looking at what he's doing now. You know, okay, he wouldn't have known. But still, I think uh, it's like the perfect place for him at the moment. He looks really happy, just the way he's working and what he's doing. And I think if WWE had a working relationship with New Japan, well, that in itself is a very simplistic sentence in a, on, on a complicated subject. Because WWE wanted to be New Japan's only exclusive North American partner. And I'm not convinced WWE could have played nice with anyone in the sense of, you know, if they're going to send Brian Danielson over to New Japan, I don't think he's going to be eating losses or, you know, it's a difficult thing. And saying that, AEW don't eat many losses to New Japan either. But that's not the point. I think um, they had a chance because he had family there. And if they could have opened up some doors for him. But looking at what he's doing now, I think even if you, if you put it to him now, what I'm saying is, right, okay, but imagine a world where WWE had the New Japan connection. I still think he'd say, no, actually, AEW is what works for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's like it's like saying, uh, what if uh, Eric Bischoff wasn't in charge of WCW or didn't give power to Hulk Hogan and Scott Hall hmm. and Kevin Nash? But he did. That was never going to happen. He did it. He did it. Like WWE getting in a partnership with New Japan, it's a great thought. It was a great report. It had us talking for sure. But that was never going to happen. And I literally said that when the report came down. I was like, New Japan would have to be ignorant and not learn from the past 30 years of professional wrestling to make yeah. a deal with WWE. So it's it's a cool thought. It's a cool what if, like, you know, continue with the what if series that we proposed before, but it was never going to happen. So I, I think, yeah, I agree with Alex. Um, Brian Danielson was always going to go to AEW. Uh, speaking of AEW, Braun Strowman has had some comments on his purported interest in moving their SB3. What have we got on that one? Uh, yes, Braun Strowman commented on the entrance from AEW. He was speaking with uh, Sports Illustrated, and he said, and I quote, yeah, we've sat down and discussed stuff like that with my agent and things like that. We're just trying to find a fit now where everything kind of will work together since now there was there's so many things that I'm working on in my personal life. I don't have as much time to devote to a full-time schedule to wrestle now. So it's trying to find somewhere where I'll be able to land in there to show up, have fun and entertain people, but still be able to work on my side projects along the way. It's this was a lot of words to just say that he ain't going to AEW. That's nah. what it sounded like to me. <laughs> yeah. Nor nor would he fit, right? No. Like I, I don't I don't see a place for Braun in AEW. Um I think impact is the fit for him. Uh, I know from having spoken to um I was going to call her Trisha, Jordan Grace, that she, um, you know, they film for like two days a month, two or three days. Exactly. That's it. Two or three days a month. Uh, and then she's totally free to go and do her bodybuilding contest and all of this other stuff, right? Like it's, it's a great schedule. Obviously the money, I guess you take a hit compared to what AEW or WWE is, but it's still nice money, right? Like to be in a pro wrestler. Um, so I think impact could use Braun and he could benefit from having, you know, being a spotlight player 
on a smaller schedule. I think that's that seems to be the most likely thing. I know New Japan have uses for big gargantuan gaijins every now and again. Um, so maybe, but I don't know. I, don't yeah. know. I think impact. I, th- I think like you're you're absolutely right. Where he's he's a big enough star that he can make a really big impact pun intended in impact wrestling uh i i know you got you and uh stat were talking about uh last week like what would bray wyatt go into impact wrestling and i know Sat said kurt angle to tna but i view it that more as like raven going to wcw if mm. if uh wcw would have went behind raven because he was one of their hottest acts when he comes he in and he's sitting in the crowd and he develops the flock if they want to go on full speed ahead i think that would be what bray wyatt going to impact wrestling could be and right now you got bray wyatt you got uh braun Strowman, you also got eric rowan if they come in together i think that's mm. an even bigger impact and they make like the cult of Wyndham, and they feud against everybody in the company and they go after all the titles i think that's the thing that they should really do and they can make you know significantly more like their potential is even greater together than coming in separate the brody boys you heard it here first. I like that's it. Sh- I like that's it. What they sh- that's what they should call themselves. Um, so, yeah, with that, let's move on to some of the ultra chats we've got in the chamber here. Now, Christopher Ely, we're going to be seeing that guy soon, aren't we, SP3? Yes, we are. Professor Chris out here. I'm still a little salty because him and uh, Nate beat me and uh, Ness on True Hill Heat 147 in the all-African-American fantasy wrestling draft. I was upset. But he is he is the host of the Nubian Wrestling Advocate, so he had to win. So, you know, we did had the to job. let it happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's right. This Friday, we got some guest hosts in the house, uh, the NWA podcast from Post Wrestling. But... I'll get back to that later. Uh, Christopher Ely says here, there is typically a trajectory of villain decay with big men in WWE. Villain decay, I like that phrase. Meaning they start off strong and turn into jokes. Earthquake, Vader, Yoko, eh, Yoko's health, Uh, King Kong, Bundy, Bam Bam Bigelow, etc. They start off as unstoppable and then they hit a wall. Christopher makes a good point. And you know why? Because the unstoppable heel is only ever meant to be a foil for the baby face. Okay. Yeah. And whole, I, I, I want to say 90% of the names you just listed, Hulk Hogan ran through. Right. So like, uh, and even the Yoko victory. Yoko. Was the, yeah. And even the Yoko win that he got, there was that stupid flashing bulb. Where you couldn't even give him a clean win. Sorry. As a Oh, it's making me mad thinking about it. He was going to WCW anyway. Like, or he wasn't going to re-sign with the company. Why? Hulk Hogan. Um, anyway, sorry. Yeah, so I, I don't know. It, it's one of them where WWE have this habit. And they and I've, I've spoken on this before, SB3 will know. They build people for people. Yes. They don't just build people, right? And I mean this on the heel side. Shayna Baszler ahead of WrestleMania 36, is a tremendous example, right? A very recent one. Uh, We all know her credentials, what she could do, right? But they think you don't watch NXT or that we're unaware of her accomplishments in NXT. So she comes up, she bites Becky's neck. um, She runs through everyone in the Elimination Chamber. She's unstoppable, right? But then they lose to the face, and then what? Shane has been recovering ever since because they don't know how to rebound and tell a story 
of anything like that, right? They they just don't know how. And, and nine times out of ten, especially like Shayna, obviously is not a big monster, but she's fairly big for women. For big actual man monsters, that's what WWE do. It's the oh, how are they ever gonna stop these these unstoppable forces? And then the hero comes in and saves the day. It's like Vincent Man. 101. Rusev is a good recent example of that. He was unbeaten for yeah. like, what, how long? 18 months, maybe? Over a year? Um, and then, obviously, you get Cena at WrestleMania. It, it's just like, uh, th- th- that couldn't be a more perfect example, in fact, because Cena is everything Vince imagines a hero to be. Unfortunately, that is just Vince's kind of old mindset. And this whole going back to bigger, younger talent is once again, Vince going back to what in his mind he thinks works. But the world yeah. moves forward and fans can telegraph these things. You know what? Uh, another great example of someone that they made dominant, right? Big winning streak. And then he turned into a f- joke was Kozlov, right? Kozlov yeah. is a guy who's running through everyone, right? Heading to the main event scene. And then he's out here dancing. And sh- like, what is this about? Uh, I, like WWE don't know how to tell any kind of redemption story or the monster lost, but you know, whatever, like they just go, right. Well, we cut losses for him. Now the, the lust has gone. The allure has gone. It's it, I hate it. I hate it. And I said this ahead of um, when Shayna Baszler won elimination chamber, I said, I hated it. And everyone on Twitter was like, Oh, they're trying to build new stars. No, they're not. And I knew they wasn't. And nobody wanted to listen to me, SB3. But you could, but when you watch long enough and you know the WWE mindset, you can see it coming a mile off. And it's annoying, man. It's annoying. The only heels they know how to book are the ones like Roman. The ready-made stars like him and Triple H, who are dominant heels, right? Like, they're, 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 they're part of their heel characters, the fact that they're great, right? They're the only characters they really know how to book that way. It's so <sighs> true. It's so true. No, I, I, I respect that rant. I love that rant because it's it's basically Vince has reverted back to 80s booking. And it's been like this for a good 15 years from the John Cena era on. Like Don Cena was Hulk Hogan. That's why everybody made the comparison. It wasn't the all-American thing. It was the booking. Umaga, Gurgali. Like he ran through so many of these dominant, dominant oh, heels. Umaga was great. Yeah, and after they lose to Cena, it was down. It was down the drain. They were never going to get as high as they were when they were getting built up to lose to that top babyface. And then it's been the same with Roman. Like the only person who became a star off of like getting wins off of Roman was Braun Strowman. But always the goal was for Braun to eventually lose to Roman again. But instead, he lost to Brock Lesnar, who's not even a babyface. But Brock is so on this level. At least with WWE now that they have Brock Lesnar and he's here part time, you have Brock and you have Roman. Those are the only two guys that are at this level up here. No one Mm -hmm. else is able to get to that level. And it's just really sad. Not even Cena now. Cena just comes back to lose to whoever is the top star now. Like that's the that's the whole thing. They do this like like Jericho did for years, by the way. Yes. Right. Jericho did this with uh, I want to say he did it with Edge and I want to say he did it with uh, CM Punk at WrestleMania. Um, he, he would come back and everyone was getting so tired. They were like, well, Jericho's just come back and lose. That's all he did. Yeah. 
Yeah, and like it's just it's just crazy that they haven't learned. Like we were talking about earlier, the Attitude Era had eight to nine guys who can main event. You can cross it over. That's what made stuff like the Armageddon Hell in a Cell with six of the top stars in one ring. That's what made it so big. That's what makes it so memorable. Even in Ruthless Aggression, you had the SmackDown Six over on SmackDown. Also, you had Brock Lesnar. You had Cena on the rise and stuff. Raw, you had Triple H Reign of Terror, and that's why everybody chose to watch smackdown like that's that's the thing yeah raw was getting booked like the 80s while smackdown was still an offshoot of what was going on in the attitude era where you had multiple guys you could put up top and that's why everybody chose to watch smackdown at that time but now wwe overall is booked like the 80s now and that's what makes it real it makes it very telling and glaring when you have something like aew which is more like the attitude era where you have eight to nine sometimes 10 guys who can interact you never really see the same guys in the main event on AEW Dynamite. Like one week it's it's Kenny Omega. Another week it's the Young Bucks. Another week it's John Moxley. This past week it was Brian Danielson. Like it's it's crazy, but that's how it Punk works. Cole. And that's what that's why it's so yeah. hard right now. I, I, I totally agree. Um you know we're going long here but I don't give it's our first birthday. So birthday. Um yeah <laughs> I don't give yeah you know, give a shit. can't throw me out of my own birthday. Um yeah I, I don't know like it's 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 a strange thing for WWE in that regard, right? Like they, they, I said this yesterday and I saw a couple of comments in the chat saying that you saw me on We're Live Power with Denise. I know you came through SP3. Yes. Thank you very much, guys. I'm going to make a point there, here that I made there. There's only two stories in WWE right now that I think is out of their basic formula. And that is Roman and uh, Brock, of course, who's got Heyman in the middle, majestically done. And you've got uh, Seth and Edge. They are the only two stories that don't follow the trodden path of can they coexist or, oh, championship challenges or just the generic feud of match upon match. Like, those are the only stories that have had some real thought and creativity put into it. AEW has those stories every month, right? Not those exact ones, but, I mean, they have, like, three or four different things going on all the time, at least. So um, I would like to see more effort across the board and not just for your couple of top stories. And I and I think that certain guys get those stories, like a Roman, pretty much all the stories are pretty good. Yeah. He's got Paul Heyman involved. Um, and I think the same with Edge. Edge is very kind of meticulous about his stories and he's very thought out about stuff like that. that I think he gets a lot of extra effort too. Um, whereas a lot of the others maybe just get told, this is what it is. Um, but, Alas, uh, we do have another ultra chat here from Hector Rodriguez. And he says, uh, I'm back as a member. Woohoo! Is what he said. And AEW is living rent free in Vince's mind. I actually can't wait for the next investors call. For real. Like, I want to hear what Vince has got to say about that. I will say this. And I posted this on Twitter today. I hope some of you read it. But it was a thread explaining why the demo is important. Right, explaining why everyone argues about this demo. And they had literature from WWE going back to 2000 celebrating their successes in these demos, right? Like, it's not something overnight that Tony Khan has just gone, ah, to try and grab a win. It generally is very, very important to commercial investors. The ad revenue is at its highest in that. Look at the thread. It will do a better job than I am of breaking down tweet by tweet exactly why it's important and why people care. I, that doesn't I mean... This- 
I'm sorry to interrupt, but I've said this to multiple people. When WWE touts itself for Raw or SmackDown being number one in cable, it's not number one in overall viewership. It hasn't been for years. There's always Mm. been people saying that their ratings have been going down. But the reason why they're number one is 18 to 49. The reason they got the contracts from Fox and NBC Universal is 18 to 49. This is not Mm -hmm. something new, people. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And that's the thing, right? Like, it's... It's that's where the money is, and that's why WWE amassed these mega deals that they have. And when it comes for renewal, AEW will have comparable offers. That's the bottom line. TNT are making a steal for what AEW are making them right now at like forty-four million, I think they pay. So this Fred does a great job of breaking that down and helping people understand. You don't have to bicker online again. Oh, fast nationals! I don't know what the fast nationals are. You don't have to go. Oh. You know, but overall viewership, we understand. You can check the tribalism at the door. I'm sorry to be ranting so much tonight. But what, what the point is, we don't have to care, right? The reason people care is because it's generally indicative of how successful the company is. That's all. That's all, right? In the eyes of advertisers and investors in the future. It doesn't have to reflect the quality of the product that you're seeing in front of you. Week to week, I think that's a hard gauge. Generally, overall, probably fair. But you don't have to live and die by the ratings talk. This is just a thread that will help you understand what some people are talking about. For me, I'm never, ever going to be like, hey, now, oh, my God, like, you know, the the WWE posted this number. But I I will never do that. Speaking of something I'll never do, don't you besmirch my name, Uptown Avondale, with Satin is freezing cold takes. I'm out here spitting logic. God damn it. I won't have it. Um, also, we've got Matty, who says, genuinely loved Wrestling Daily this past year. Get uh, Got to get to know, wow, that's a mouthful, five of the most genuine people in wrestling. Yes, I'm counting Louis. It's been a lot of fun, so thank you all for that. I promised an impression for one year. Can you cut if you smell what The Rock is cooking promo? What do you mean promo? Like That's like any promo with the word at the end. But what I do is, if yes, smell! La, 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 what the rock is cooking? Wow, where did you, where did you uh, learn that from, Alex? I don't know. Maybe it doesn't matter where you learned it from. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I thought you was gonna hear us even if you smell on the back of that. Come on, man. No, no, I, I got to do the. It doesn't matter. I got to do something better. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you, you did that. Shit. All right. Uh, thank you for your ultra chats tonight, guys. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Just some things to uh, finish on here before I probably made your ears bleed with my rock impersonation. Um, thank you, and overall, thank you. First of all, I want to thank Ollie Davis, Mister Davis. You guys know him as. Um, he is the whole entire reason this show, this concept came to life in the first place. He came to me with an idea and we've just taken it on and made it our own thing. But without him uh, giving us the platform and helping bring it to life, it just wouldn't happen. So big, big thank you to Mr. Davis. Remember to thank that man if you get the chance. Also, a huge thanks to Pete Quinnell. He basically, for the first year, Helped steer the ship here. He sets up the streams, the logos, all this, all the great stuff, the production that goes into this show uh, and putting it on every day. Moving forward, uh, uh, Rich Dunn is going to be there. Our own Kevin Dunn, but better, is going to be uh, marshalling the show. But Pete, for the first year, 
was amazing for us. Uh, and I, I can't thank him enough for everything he did. Um, ah, in the house. Is that Got Harlem? a Har- Harlem run in for, for that the is Harlem. Day. Harlem, what about this though? Uh-uh, uh-uh. Harlem <laughs> shake. Uh-uh. She's trying to steal my headphones. Hey! <laughs> hey! <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> Top Bun Harlem. What's good? Absolutely. Say hi. Say hi. Hey! Say hi to the people. What do you mean, Muggins? <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh. thank you to everyone. Oh, God! Knock my headphones off. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real running. What a heel maneuver. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I just wanted to uh, thank my co-host as well, man. Like in this past year, SB3, Steph Chase, Sat and Louis, they've all grown immeasurably. I'm so glad that so many of you get to watch them on their journey. Like to look at what those guys are doing now. It's a blessing for me to be able to call them all friends and peers. Um, you know, uh, being able to work with them has made me better, without a doubt. And they're just good people, man. So please keep supporting them as well as this channel. You know about all their socials and all of their work. But we're across everything, man, from the True Heat Network. Steph's all on AEW. Sat is just a bundle of charisma, man. Uh, and, of course, you know, my work with TalkSport. All of us are out there doing stuff in the field for you guys, for this show. And we appreciate everything that you have done for us in making this a reality, man. Yes, it's been a great one year. Thank you, Alice, for giving me the opportunity. And yes, thank you to everyone who's watched and kept, uh, you know, Wrestling Daily going and keep on coming along with the journey. Even my daughter is here for the journey and keep it up. Keep up the support so we can hit that 15K, hit more milestones, be on Quizzlemania, and we're taking over. Yeah, we're going to be... I want to say more than I can, probably, SP3. We're looking at doing other things, right, for Wrestling Daily. Um, those of you that have wanted more content or longer content, well, maybe we're in discussions right now about doing other things. This was always a trial, so we will keep you posted on what Wrestling Daily will be doing moving forward, but we are excited to keep doing it. Uh, until next time, I won't be here tomorrow. I'm going to see Dave Chappelle, man, in the flesh. So my brother, SB3, is going to step in. He's going to be with Steph Chase. I can't wait to see what she thinks of Crown Jewel. But you will be here for the reaction to Crown Jewel, SB3, Steph Chase, before I'm here with the MWA podcast from Post Wrestling on Friday. Uh, And by the way, on November 6th, I'm going to be going to WWE show at Wembley uh, Arena. I don't know if anyone here in the chat is. Let us know. I'm going to be bringing my boy Sati Niangi. I hooked nice. him up today. I've hooked him up a ticket, being the connected man that I am, SB3. Uh, and that's what we're doing, man. I'm going to, We're going to get this together on the Saturday. Might do a little live show, have a drink with some guys. Let us know if you're around. We would love to have you. Until then, though, thank you very much for joining us here on Wrestling Day. Bye-bye.